right, welcome to The Bake Take, everyone. This is your host, Moesha. Uh, today, we're going to be doing part two of a three-part series. I'm like realizing I didn't explain initially that this was going to be a three-part series and that I kind of like just jumped into it. So part one, um, y'all heard from Pipes. Pipes kind of like just talked about how they wouldn't want to be in a relationship with a comrade. Um, part two, we're going to be discussing with two guests, um, just basically discussing how they would consider dating a comrade or her previously dated comrades. And then part three, we're going to have on, um, a couple essentially that is actively, you know, dating slash married. Um, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce our guests for part two or one of our guests. The other guests will be here shortly because we believe in AST, but one of our guests today is going to be Didi. So welcome, Didi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for coming. I'm super excited about this. Um, Please excuse the uh, sounds of rolling. Um, not not drugs, of course, just uh, fiddling with some papers and... We just have herbs. We, we just have herbs, uh, some like herbal... We have to cook. Yeah, yeah. We season our food. With and it somehow rolling paper is involved in that. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Maybe. Maybe. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about weed, of course, um, or herbs, or I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but we're going to talk about um, just dating comrades and like our experiences there. So I guess like to start off, what is like your background in the activist space? Like how are you coming into the activist space? Um, my, my, I suppose like the space that I've, I've taken um, in, in what I view as the revolution has, has changed over time. Um, it started off as, as purely support, um, as, as, uh, as, as a support person. Um, and, and then, you know, as, as time went on, I kind of took more of a, an active stance in, in uh, being more involved in, in various uh, various protest efforts, whether, um, of course, nothing in direct action, of course. Never um, that. Never that, but um, just more active in various like mutual aid and education efforts. Um, so now I spend the majority of my time uh, community organizing with uh, the Brooklyn Manic Coalition, um, and I uh, am a writer for the Washington Revolutionary super dope um this is yeah it's been phenomenal just like watching your journey um specifically because i just remember the transition when you were like okay so i'm no longer here to support like directly like solo do solo support mm -hmm. um where it was like becoming a transition into being like more active with i don't know mutual aid um and things of that nature so that was like a really interesting transition to watch you go through and it's just been really really nice to like just see you kind of like blossoming and i could say the same for you i think um you know in the over a year now yeah and you know i'm not gonna say uh, a, a closer to a year of a certain event yeah that might have happened in northwest dc <laughs> Um, it, Might knowing, have been involved forty-one people. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, ain't know. I can't count. I can't. What is math? <laughs> I ain't count shit. Um, it's it's been a wild ride, and I, I think knowing you has been one of 
it has been a very uh, it's been a very influential driver of the most exciting parts of my life and I'm very happy to have known you through that thanks Dee Dee I wish I could honor you in the same way (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um but that's fucking beautiful y'all this is Dee Dee this is the father of my dogs um the father of all dogs um but I basically just kind of like want to get into like through through that year um we've all met you know just a ton of people we've all had just different kinds of bonds with those people so one thing that i've kind of been like contemplating over the past year even is like am i interested in dating comrades so that's a part of like why sure um you know i wanted to do this series so just to i guess like pick your brain have you dated comrades in the past allegedly allegedly and i guess like is that something still ongoing or was it like i don't know i don't want to get like too deep into everything but like is that something that you know you and that person are y'all still able to connect like in the activist space yes yes well that's Um, nice yeah i think like um it's probably worth like you know delving in into like how i got to that right um when i first entered the activist space um i, I had a hard no on, on any sort of relationships um and then but, but that i don't think was was i don't think that was because i didn't want a relationship with comrades but more so that I wasn't in the space to have a relationship at that time. Right. Being a support person in the activist space um, can be difficult because my role is to keep people going. Mm-hmm. Um, and what originally started out as me helping people whose names I don't know and whose faces I don't remember. Right slowly turned into oh now i've got to treat moesha again Mm -hmm. now i've got to pull so and so out of the tear gas again and that gets very difficult um and in high stress scenarios separating my emotions uh from the responsibilities i have is not an easy task i i can't say that for all support personnel Um, But for me, that's something that I've always struggled with. Yeah. As a result, when I first got into the space, um, I wasn't ready to do that. And then over time, um, I I think that as my beliefs changed and as my selection criteria for partnership changed, Mm. I was led to the conclusion that, uh, for better or for worse, I am only willing to be involved with uh, people identify as comrades Hmm. Um, just because there is a filter that exists for someone that is a comrade that uh, allows me to immediately understand like what is the baseline now knowing someone is a comrade is not enough um, because simply being a comrade is not indicative of political stances or the minutiae of how we move 
from oppressed to free,、mm-hmm. or what freedom looks like, what constitutes oppression, how we each relate to each other、uh, because we have different lived experiences of oppression. But I do think that being a comrade is now my baseline、um, because my de- my beliefs have been so、uh, so so shaped by the experiences that we've had. Uh, since the beginning of what I guess contemporary people in the United States identifies the the protest movement. So, by your beliefs, do you mean like your philosophy, like your general philosophy, or do you mean like your philosophy when it comes to just like choosing partners? That's a good question.、Um, I think for me, it's become like one and the same.、Mm-hmm. Um, in in the same way that I have found myself. Being, I don't even know if I maintain active relationships with people that aren't comrades.、Mm-hmm. Um, in in some shape, it can be hard.、Um, certainly not people that are necessarily like active in their communities in the same way that maybe you are or I am.、Um, but certainly people that like identify with the general、uh, philosophy that they're. Is something deeply wrong with the social structure that we see today, and that nothing short of、um, acts of revolution、um, to 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 shift that structure are necessary.、Um, does that answer the question? <laughs> yeah, I definitely think so.、Yeah. <laughs> um, it's you know interesting that you know you kind of said that there. They're kind. They've kind of like morphed into one and the same,、um, just because you know the beliefs. Oh, do you want to? No, I want to ashtray. Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me ashtray. <laughs> for for those that are <laughs> listening,、uh, I'm I'm trying to signal ashtray.、Um, someone called BLM ASL.、Uh, our comrade. <laughs> the, I need to learn. I need to get back into the air. It's、uh, smoke and sign. Smoke and sign. No, that's now, right. That's、yeah. right. They they're now smoke and sign. Smoke and sign. If hey, shout out smoke and sign. If you're not following smoke and sign, you're doing it wrong. Get on Instagram right now at smoke and sign. The revolution will be accessible. The revolution will be accessible. And we need to hit them up, or honestly, we can just like Google ashtray because、uh, we also. Don't want to demand the labor of black femmes. Facts.、Um, unless they've made a video saying they've definitely told、ashtray. me the word for or sh- the they、sign. showed me they showed me the the, the sign for ashtray. Yeah.、Um, It just didn't resonate. I'm not good at learning things. <laughs> I've got、uh, this one. I miss you. I like that. It like goes to your chin and single finger to the chin. Yeah, and then you like. Twist it around, make a C. Okay. Under your chin. Got it. And then you point to the other person.、Oh, okay. I, I miss you. you.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Yeah.、Um, so sorry if you need a visual,、uh, just look it up on YouTube. But I just taught Didi how to sign "I miss you" because it's one of my favorite ones to sign to anyone that knows ASL. Because I'm always missing my homies.、Um, but just. You know, back to what we were discussing. So,、um, with all of the beliefs, you know, having to basically say that, oh, like we believe the same things. Da 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 da. Like, have you been in a situation where you're like, okay, well, we might not align 
you know, the like 100% on the things that you would deem, you know, important, but the attraction was still there. So you were like, fuck it, I'm gonna I'm a roll the dice. Um, hmm. Have I. So the question, just to restate, is have I continued on a relationship after finding incongruencies with our belief sets? Yeah. <clears throat> no, I haven't. Um, however, I have, I, I, I was dating a comrade once, um, and after we split, um, I, I noticed that a lot of like the post breakup, uh, and this was, this was months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so my memory might be a little bit fuzzy. Um, but, but the post breakup sort of like heartbreak was kind of uh it, it was really numbed mm-hmm. um and, and and mitigated because like i had noticed a change in their behavior with regards to the activist space mm-hmm. so it was someone that used to be out like a lot um and then like through various changes in life um they were no longer even like like following what's happening in, in, in the movement. Right. And, and to me that like that, I don't, I don't know how I still haven't like completely processed that because I don't think I've reflected on it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as I reflect in this conversation, I, I think that seeing them like really like completely disconnect, mm-hmm. um, and almost like not care, uh, about, you know what people are up to and that that like really helped I guess my own feelings of of, or or it helped my ability to to disconnect right from that following the breakup Um, again it's it's been months Uh, we don't we don't speak anymore Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's like kind of the nature of relationships yeah I mean, I don't know. It all depends on the relationship. Like, I only have one of my exes that I still talk to um, that was, like, a serious partner. And I only talk to him because we broke up, like, five years ago and he lives in Georgia. Yeah. Like, and he just always made me laugh. So, like, I'll call him if I need a laugh, you know, and, like, he's there to provide it because still loves me (laughs) but like um you know so i'm thankful for that but um just getting to the point of what you were saying earlier as far as like you know like you weren't seeing them as much like that's something that pipes and i had discussed as well where like if like it's it's tough not to want to date your comrades because you see them so much um because we spend so much time together because we go through like so much of the same trauma together right um so and see and i think that's that's like the key part right like shared trauma um we often use the word trauma bonding mm-hmm. which by the way is like an incorrect use of the term according to the dsm uh five uh, trauma bonding like medically Let is actually know. when like an abuser like uses trauma to bond the victim to the abuser oh so it's but, like um What's the name of that? The it's like a city or a country or something. Stockholm shit. syndrome. Yep, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Stockholm syndrome is a, a manifestation of trauma bonding. 
Yeah, so we had a brief pause there. A comrade has arrived. Um, but I guess we're talking about, like, yeah, so improper use of trauma bonding, but we say the word trauma bonding often, the words trauma bonding often. Um, and I think, like, for the purpose of the discussion, like, I get it. Like, the going through trauma with someone absolutely shifts the nature of that relationship and draws people closer together. I think a big problem with that is that a result of going through this trauma with someone can give the false sense that people are aligned more than they really are. When you have someone that is actively threatening you with violence, the people that are also being threatened with you, like all, all of our shit that happens like in terms of our interpersonal relationships, none of that matters when Nazis are in town. Right. And, and, and unfortunately, like I prefer, I don't prefer the conditions of that, but I, I do prefer the way we view each other as comrades when we have a common enemy that's actively in our face because we treat each other with so much more compassion than we do when we're by ourselves. So much of the, the infighting and, and the, the, the stresses that we give to each other happens like when we, when we stop viewing each other as comrades. And I think like that's kind of like what we're talking about in this discussion. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I did want to point out just a couple of things. So the first thing is basically that, you know, the Nazis were in town before J6. It wasn't just J6 was the first time that they were there. They were there November 14th and December 12th as well. And people went through that trauma together. People formed different, um, how do you say? Not trauma bonds, shared trauma. Yeah. People shared trauma together. Um, and that, you know, also helps like format a bunch of relationships. But the second thing that I wanted to point out was just that, you know, our second guest has arrived. My love, Hayes. Um, I was like, who's talking about? <laughs> it's you. It's Me. you. Hi, hi. Happy to be here. Thank wow. You. Love the earrings. Just noticing them. Thanks, thanks. They kind of tie the whole thing together. Yes. They're the um, earrings. Or, yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. They're just the uh, Avengers age. Avengers. I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys love the Avengers, right? I love the Avengers. Yeah, superheroes <laughs> trying to save the world, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's me. That's all I do. I'm Her. just here to save the world. Yeah. Well, mm. welcome, welcome. Be happy, happy to be here. Really excited to talk about um, shared trauma and uh, the illusion of um, a close relationship. Yes, we'll say that. that thank you. Like, I was gonna shared trauma this. and shared values are two different things. That's, Absolutely, and while they overlap, they're they are definitely still very, very different things. Like. I think that I think that like for me as a gay woman, I, I think that it's kind of a similar thing in the um, queer community where your options are so low that you end up tricking yourself into thinking that your connection is actually a lot deeper than it is. Mm. Uh, and that doesn't happen all the time, but in these um, really really tense like fight flight or freeze uh, situations that we find ourselves in, um, it's it's very easy to misconstrue some things especially if you're not doing your own work which y'all know i'm a very very big <laughs> big proponent of uh so yeah if you're not like 
doing the work and asking the uncomfortable questions like, why do I actually look like this person? Is it because they once saved my life? Or is it because we once did, did something that, that was like out of this world to, together, allegedly? Or like, do we actually vibe together? Like, are we actually good people? Are we friends? Are we close friends? Are we platonically in love? Or are we romantically in love? You can be in love. I'm in love with, with my comrades. Nice. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that I need to be in like a well, romantic... love for you both obviously shifts from platonic to romantic on a day to day basis. I'm certainly in love with y'all. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that and I would be Surprise, young. this is actually a confession session. <laughs> <laughs> Out the cut with the truth. Um, but yeah, fuck my brain. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, um, being platonically in love versus being romantically in love. I think a lot of us are missing um, certain certain things in our lives and certain amounts of self-love or community love or familial love or, or ro romantic love. And when we put ourselves in such um, an intense, very raw, very vulnerable capacity, we tend to project everything that, that we want onto everybody that we're around. Mm -hmm. And then you have like this love dust all over everybody and you know you can't really see through the grime you don't really see exactly what's what's happening and again it doesn't happen all, all the time but sometimes it it does and then shit ends up crumbling um yeah not speaking from first-hand experience <laughs> strictly second-hand <laughs> i guess with your first-hand experience um are there <laughs> Are there any comrades that you've dated that you would say that you just would not want to be in the same space with them? Um, okay, so I'm, I'm realizing that, like, <laughs> I'm okay. okay. So, <laughs> when black you, people you, tell a story. Do you even have a choice? Like, um, what do you mean, and what? I think sometimes, like, we find there's, like, when, when our efforts are focused on, on mutual aid and education, like, there's certain, uh, we have, we have more... Uh, I, I guess like liberty to select the spaces that we were in, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty, a the nitty action. gritty, not, never a direct action, of course. Well, what is that? A call um, to action. But, uh, but when we find ourselves <laughs> in a situation that could result no. in fight, flight, or freeze, yes. I think our selection, our ability to select where we are, is seriously hindered. Absolutely. So, like, um, I guess what to your question then, like. Are you talking about, like, are you even able to select which spaces that you're in with these people that should you not want to be with them? So, uh, so first and foremost, I don't think that we get to choose what spaces that we're in because when push comes to shove, no matter if you're solely dedicated to mutual aid and community education, when push comes to shove and you get down to those nitty gritty moments, you're going to be boots on the ground and you're going to be with other people. And, you know, be it a personal beef or any kind of like romantic beef, I cannot imagine anything that would prevent me from being out on the ground with anyone. And I think that when I was out uh, last June and I made the decision not to sleep with or date uh, any comrades and to keep everything as platonic as possible, I think that I knew in that moment that I might not handle that the best and I never wanted a conversation or a feeling or a day or a date or some shit to get in the way of my ability to show up for my community because first and foremost that's all that I ever cared about um, now 
I'm learning that I have a different definition of what dating means, and I realize that I got, <laughs> it's gotten me in trouble a lot. What's your definition of dating? Okay, so like, I don't date often, and but nobody even fucking believes that, but like, I don't date often, because I'm really awkward, so like, unless we have like, She's a really- She fucks a lot. <laughs> I mean, if I can, yeah. <laughs> but even then, like, I just have, I have, um, I have high standards and it does not take much to turn me off of a person. It does not take much for me to just what's, not be what's the, to what's the fastest someone has turned you off? Uh, they ordered their steak medium well and it was a filet mignon. Say, there's like oh, no fat yeah, in there. Yeah. There's yeah. no fat in there. Like, uh-uh. They pair was... it with white wine? We <laughs> <laughs> didn't know how to even pair wine, which was like fine. That didn't fucking bother me. That is awesome. I can flex a little bit for you, but no, it was it was that. Uh, I, I, that just kind of like I, mean, I was like, we can be friends. Did you end the date? Or did I didn't. You... End, I didn't end the date, but I ended the possibility of <laughs> of going home. Going home. Oh, yo, nah, nah, I'm not fucking nah. anybody. <laughs> we're yeah, no. Well. Mm -hmm. Um, we're like the only sushi you eat has imitation crab in it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. No judgment. That's, that's Asian hate it. right there. No, not you. I know. I'm saying like, eating imitation crap. It's still, it, it still oh. makes me feel bad. But like, there are small things like, um, I don't know, like, not saying thank you at certain times, like not being, not how you act when you drink says a lot to me, how you respond, the qualities that you choose to pay attention to in another person says a lot about your spirit. And I'm, y'all don't know, I'm real sensitive to that shit. So, um, I figured that the best way for me to never have to make a, the decision to avoid a certain action or avoid a certain time or avoid a certain place uh, because of a certain person would never come up. Um, Cause I'm emotionally chaotic and we have plenty of emotional chaos uh, going on um, in this movement. I don't need to add my shit to it. Uh, so no, I don't get the, the privilege of choosing who I, interact with and who I stand beside and I also don't get like if it was to happen I don't get to control you know who I was to fall in love with I don't get to control who I'm connected to like you know it but some people definitely can and <laughs> have, have you fallen in love in the movement romantically yes have I fallen in love in the movement I want to say no, but I don't know if that's true. With a person, yeah. like like with one single with, person, with no. But I have definitely fallen in love with the way that with the way that a lot of people have mm -hmm. responded to the last year and a half. Yeah, I have sure. absolutely fallen in love with people's love for themselves, for for their life, for their future, for their community. I fall in love with that all the time. But one specific person, any specific people, like no, like individual sexual being, no. Yeah. Not at all. No, no, not even a little bit. No. Um, and that's not really something that like I actively have to try not to do. I think that when I set that boundary with, with myself in June, um, I turned that part off. And I think that in doing that, I'm not saying that in the span of the, the revolution, it would never happen. Right. But at this point in time, I think that the universe is keeping those motherfuckers at bay so that I can focus on building a foundation for who I want to be. In, it, in this time and you know if it happens it fucking happens absolutely do i daydream about like uh, falling in love with a fucking comrade and just helping to allegedly radically change the world absolutely have i thought about that but it's not something that i'm pushing at all i'd much rather be um a productive uh 
contributing person in my community first than have a partner to do it beside. I have a whole village right now. I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. So that's something uh, Didi and I were talking about earlier was just how much time we all spend with one another and not even, this isn't just like going to mutual aid or uh, community support or anything like that. Like this is also the moments where we take time to decompress from, you know, high trauma situations or just from like stressful weeks of like lots of mutual aid, you know? So um, we're able to like, we're, we're in each other's spaces a lot and it's hard to you know not grow some kind of bond with somebody um but also at the same time it's it can be hard to kind of like notice all the signs of what you don't like what you normally wouldn't allow slide yeah. because we are in this space and in this space like we assume that everyone has like the same values mm -hmm. you know like uh, no massage noir, like no transphobia, like yeah. things along that line. But that's not it's always, not always the, case. the case. It comes out. Like when you're not on stage, if you will, behind the scenes mm. it can be completely fucking mm -hmm. different. And it's, it's not even speaking to like folks being performative. It's just, you know, that in certain spaces, like you're down with the cause, but are you down with like, are you, are you really down? Like, are you really about this shit? Like, are you really gonna go to bat outside of mutual aid? Are you really, right. are you really about to sit there and stand up for your values, um, you know, without the rest of your crew? Like, who truly are you? And that type of shit, like that's something that I, some people have found out the fucking hard way. That uh, some people are not who they fully, or fully who they appear to be. I do wanna add though, that we as a community, are not good at decompressing uh, because either like in these decompression spaces mostly what happens is that work still gets done mm -hmm. um, also people choose spaces of decompression and I'm guilty of this uh, people choose spaces of decompression to resolve conflict yeah mm -hmm. decompression spaces like first of all we have to understand that conflict resolution is work Right. Like if you, and, and I'm not saying that we should never work in a decompression space, but if we're not approaching conflict resolution as work and instead are seeing it as like a way to decompress, then it is no longer conflict resolution. It's just venting. I mean, I think that there's levels to these de decompression sessions. Sure. You know, like sure, sure. when you're, when you're out at, at, at a protest, like the very first after party might be like a certain level and then like you know, the group dwindles down and you end up going somewhere else and it's yeah. a different vibe and then you end yeah. up dwindling down and then by the time you've reached that like final decompression space then are you actually just like chilling as a human with other fucking people but yeah. i mean sometimes those like or is everyone sessions, getting naked right? or is yeah. everyone if i'm there we're getting naked <laughs> i wasn't at any uh, of those parties you guys <laughs> oh i'm not saying it's a party necessarily. like i'm just saying like, yeah, like his face romantically yeah. with comrades yeah. it, when when i'm but i consider that a decompression space right absolutely and like that's I'm a hell of a lot of vulnerability naked. you know what i'm saying <laughs> hell like, yeah. like in in my relationships with comrades naked hundred percent of those like, yeah you know. and I think that, that that's such a beautiful thing like I think that that's a very unconscious form of vulnerability and like you can you are, are able to express some things that like some people have held in for a long time you haven't had a, a place to go and like have all of your beliefs every single part of who you are you can fucking express and then when you have that with a comrade you're gonna sit there and like get naked Yo, and just stress like, fucking after after <laughs> after being out there I don't know if it hits better, 
it can be top tier. It can be top tier. It certainly is different. I will say, it's so certainly I, different. I, I am currently sleeping with somebody and, and I've been for a while who is not part of the movement at mm. all. And that being able to like, I, it's like a strange dissociation that also mm. somehow seems to highlight both parts of myself with that, whew, that post-action fuck, y'all. Does it feel safe? Yeah, I think it. I think it feels so safe for me because I don't have to think about the movement for a second. Right. I know for a fact that like so yeah, after like, breast bust and like chill, bit. yeah, like you're not you're gonna ask me like if breast I'm safe, bust and breast bust and chill, yeah. <laughs> um, but like you know, afterwards you're not gonna like, you know, you're not gonna talk about anything that happened on ground. You're just yeah. gonna either I'm gonna say something and you're just gonna listen, which sometimes I need, um, or you know, you're just gonna be focused on like my heart space like right. are you physically okay are you mentally okay like how do you feel were you scared like it's 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 the aftercare it's probably also nice to like instead of hearing about someone like how they like escaped an arrest or sorry escaped uh something uh a kidnapping um like to hear about like their day at the office yeah, like, that's exactly. Really nice. it's, it, like, it, it is really nice. And like, she also works in a pretty chaotic and environment. So it's like, ah, oh, yes, give me your chaos. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I like that shit. Like I, I'm surprised I haven't fallen in love with a fucking comrade yet. I love chaos, but, um, <laughs> big fan, big, big fan. Uh, but no, to, to be able to, um, cause I, I do have, I'm sure we, we all have a very hard time turning our brains off from something like this. And so having somebody who's not also like, you know, she has similar beliefs. She might not be, she's, she's in the same book, right? She might not be on the same chapter, but she's definitely in the same book. And that, that's fine for me, you know? Mm. Um, so. Do you believe in life partnership? How do you define it? <sighs> yeah. Thank uh, you. Like. Yeah, uh, having one or multiple people that travel with you from the point you meet them. And y'all are my look life partners. My love. Gang shit. Y'all are like, what? That's kind of what Sunday was kind of all about. Like, whether you want it or not, like, we're life partners. And yes, a, a part of that is definitely a trauma bond. It is, but it's not only the trauma, it's a survival thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a certain part of meeting your life partner has to do with who can I survive with the longest? Yeah. Who can yeah. I survive with the happiest? Right. And the, sometimes those are different things. <laughs> sometimes they are. Like, sometimes I, they definitely are. Straight up, like I, I know some comrades who like I would run through anything with them, mm -hmm. but dating them would absolutely not work. Yeah, no. Absolutely not work. Yeah, no. Um well, I had like a period of time where I was satisfied simply just being in the presence of my comrades because of how much like love I have for y'all, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I was just at a point where I'm like, and especially just because like dating men is so wild. Um, you know, it's, you know, it was an interesting time. Like I've gone past like just dating men and realizing that, you know, just men isn't for me. Um, but you know, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I'm happy um, you come into your thank you. It's honestly been a long time coming, but like, yeah, just like going into the space and like just being able to receive like all the love that I wanted from my comrades, you know, and then being able to go home later and be like, okay, well, 
I'm by myself now. I'm good. Let me go ahead and just like pull something out the old faithful, you know, real quick. <laughs> go ahead and take care of this in a way that, you know, a partner would. But um, for the longest while, like I was very much content with just receiving the love from the community because there's so much love in the community. Yeah. Um, so that's something like for the longest that I was just like running off of. Um, and for a while, like it was satisfying, but I think, you know, we all just get to a point or at least, you know, a good chunk of us do where we're like, okay, well, you know, skin to skin contact is nice mm -hmm. even in covid um you know like we're trying to be safe you know like we be out here social distancing and wearing our masks and shit but like skin to skin contact is nice um so just like figuring out like in the activist space like how do we really navigate that because like i said like i was very much like uh how do you say like gratified right <laughs> Yep, that's it. That's what we're um, saying. All right, all right, I'm with it. I, I'm like, I was like torn between like gratified and gratificated, and I feel like gratificated is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> But, but fuck, fuck grammar conventions. Yeah, right. Like English is a dumb ass language. I don't yeah. know fuck. Like I concur. Um, all my homies hate English, and we're mad that you know the colonizers forced us to learn this. Um along with the other colonizer languages. Um, but yeah, for the longest, just like very much content with just receiving love from the comrades. And yeah, so how do we just like navigate being able to, I guess like open up to the love of other people like outside of the comrade space. And I think like you're navigating that well, Hayes, but like, or what do you think? Do you think you're navigating that well? Sometimes I think I'm doing something wrong by not dating a comrade. Hmm. Um, How so? I because you've done it before. Would not dated a comrade. Well, or no, you you dated a comrade. By their by their definition, yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. You you have been involved. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, with a comrade. Yes. Romantically. Yes, we went out on 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 dates. <laughs> we went out on dates. Yes, we slept together. Yes, it was great. We still talk. Our friendship is fantastic. Um, but I, I also have made it very clear who I am and what I am not trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm all about somebody that I can physically decompress with after actions. I'm all about somebody that I can have that um, radical sexual tension with, for sure. It, it, it helps. Um, it helps. It also distracts me. And that's a big reason why yeah. I, I didn't want it. Because once I'm connected to you like that, instead of me focusing on everybody I'm focusing on you first and like obviously we all know my sister is like first first but like I I, I worry about saying like even you know loving y'all platonically like it's a lot but if I was to have that as much as I would like it and I as much as you know probably might help I don't know I I don't know if it's the best so I'm constantly conflicted with it so I just steer clear of the whole thing and hope that uh my awkward charm keeps me over here by myself for a little <laughs> while um but i do want to circle back around to uh your your topic of life partnerships yeah if you had any other definition or anything else that's nah, like i think i want to keep it broad um because like i'm interested in a broad answer right 
Like, so does it have to be a romantic partner or can it just be like oh no for i mean for the purpose of this discussion right. like let's think of it as like romance. yeah so okay. that's the only constraint that i have uh certainly not monogamous um yeah, i think no. that's that's certainly unrealistic for <laughs> where we are in life right now yeah. uh <laughs> um and in general for me personally but that's another conversation yeah um, that's a separate conversation life partnerships yes I definitely believe in life partnerships. Um, I do too, by the way. Mm. Um, I, I think like I've found certainly the potential, if not the certainty that like at least some of the comrades that I'm romantically involved in like that, that's something that I, I would at least try to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I think that it's important. I think that, I think, yes. So I, in my friendships, I have different friends that I go to for different things. Mm -hmm. Those are all people that I will carry with me in my romantic life. Um, that's something that I would love to practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that the reason why I haven't really branched out into focusing on finding life partners is because I have a lot of I need to figure out what I'm bringing to my life mm -hmm. to know what I'm looking for to complement that. Yeah, there's two words there, me. right? Like we can yeah. break down like what is partnership and then what constitutes life, like lifestyles. Like if if we were to, if, assuming that this person exists, like a, a key question is, are you okay with the life that I'm living and I, right. the life that I plan on living? Because I plan on going to very, uh, high risk um, um mutual, mutual aid, aid mutual mutual aid <laughs> opportunities I, I plan on on being involved at a level that uh will probably be um it, under which like raising a family is going to be very difficult mm -hmm. if, if that's even attempted yeah. um i'm probably going to be in conditions where like i cannot give you my partner a hundred percent of my attention at that time i have to be all the time with her all the time and i feel so awful so terrible because again she's in the book but she's like and she hasn't even hit the table of contents like you know and i can't i can't be what, mad what at you matter on the dedication she's on the fucking dedication page and um you know it's it can be really difficult when like i've, I've had to end dates early or yeah. i've had to miss things and it's something that she's had to deal with a lot and she you know she supports it but also, it fucking sucks when all you want and all you need is for your partner to fucking be there. But yeah. I'm so burnt out from a week of mutual aid that I can't be there. And for me, if, if I can't give you what you need, I'm going to tell you no. I'm going to just say no because we run the risk of pulling up and having a massive fight. This has, has happened to me multiple times. But yeah, like having to understand like where I live in the world is going to depend a lot on my activism, yeah. where I'm like who I'm connected with, like our home will always have to be open to, to people. So, you know, in, in finding life partners and dating comrades also, it forces you to think about your life in this moment, but also your future as well. And exactly what that's gonna look like. And I think that I'm starting to realize that I do kind of want that life partnership with a, a, a comrade or with someone. And so I need to figure out exactly what the hell my life looks like um, relating to the, the movement. And that makes me like, it's this whole fucking train. Like, 
yes, we need multiple life partners. I need, I need a life partner in the movement and one out. Like I need, yeah. I need the balance of a, a lot of things. Um, I'm a lot to handle romantically. I'm a lot to handle platonically. So, um, I attempt to be patient with that because to me, yes, life You're is You're a lot to handle in all the best ways, mind you. Yes, absolutely. Um, but, but, um, in trying to get a grasp on that, I would like to have a little bit firmer of a grasp on that before I start to think about um, sure. putting my comrades. Because then I gotta worry about like, if you're gonna respect me, like you're gonna see me all weird and fucking awkward and then you're gonna see me at mutual aids and stuff and like yeah. loud and you know, I have to, I've got ma massive fucking trust issues. And honestly, mm -hmm. the movement and watching a lot of my comrades fall in love and be together and some relationships have thrived and some haven't, watching all of that has, um, helped me a lot it's been a hell of an educational time for me uh and i love it because if they don't even know that i'm like taking notes back here <laughs> learning stuff it's awesome my my first uh my, my introduction to the world of dating comrades mm -hmm. was actually a pre-action date yeah um we that's cute though we, we went out for for dinner and drinks um and then immediately like and because like we were comrades like um well not maybe because we we're comrades but like one of those things that we we found out about each other quickly was that like one of our favorite things to do was trespass mm -hmm. uh so we got dinner and drinks trespassed onto a roof yeah um and then had then kind of little drunk went to this action um it was one of the uh, all night protests at mayor bowser's house yeah uh, the wow, night. I wonder who did that. Was there a thrill outside? That's there so crazy. <laughs> was there a projector? There, there was a certain, there was a certain officer was a who was wearing sunglasses oh. all night. It was, it was dark as hell. It was like <laughs> midnight. This dude had glass, sunglasses on. Did somebody flash a light in his eyes or something? I didn't see shit. I didn't see shit. Uh, <laughs> so, so we, we were up all night. We go back to, they went to, with their affinity group. Mm. I went back to my house. Mm. Um, and then we're still up at like five, six in the morning. And they're like, yo, I'm about to like, I'm about to leave this place. What's up? I'm like, what you mean, what's up? They came over mm -hmm. and that first date ended up being like a shit must have been nearly a 24-hour affair god are you lesbians uh, I mean, well i think part of it was that like the date like got cut so we were at this all-night action where we weren't really in each other's face because they were with their affinity group i mean i'm in a support role mm -hmm. um and then mm -hmm. they go back and then after that they're like yo i'm still late so that, let's continue to yeah. stay so maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm like a, a spiritual lesbian I mean, we know that. <laughs> you and I know this. Really. Yes, uh, but that was that was my first date with the, my first comrade um, as a partner, and I will say that, like, as far as like dating life is concerned, when Hayes, you bring up dating and having dates cut short, being with a comrade, on the other hand, like if things get cut short. It's very understandable. It's super understandable. And, and like, like it's it's easy to just be like, okay, we're doing this. Stop the conversation. There's something that we got to go attend yeah. to. Yeah, um, they're very understanding. Yeah, because even though we have much to learn still, I, I will say that we've gotten a lot better at reacting. Mm 
Mm. Um, and I, I think that's something I'm very grateful for because like that idea that we always need to react has always been something that's been reciprocated with the comrades that I have uh, have been involved with. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Facts. Period. Counting all my homies now. Um, now I will. I do gotta talk shit real quick though, because <laughs> I gave that partner like two sets of like those nice three M goggles. Mm. That motherfucker lost both of them. Um, I I'm mad. Both. Of I'm mad. Like someone else, someone else could have used that. Like, like that. <laughs> I know somebody like, that. I, I, that. Like, I remember. To, huh? I know somebody that could have used that. All right, Peter. Your girl. <laughs> Um, oh, my seat mm. But now, also. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's important to, if you know it's going to be a high risk action, it's important to not only pack goggles, but to use them. It's important to use your goggles when the cameras are out, too. <laughs> well, at least let the cameras know that you have goggles, you know, like. Don't just keep them in That's your That's embarrassing for us. Like, yeah. what you mean going out there, uh, comrade frontline? No uh, goggles. No goggles. You're supposed to be like a, uh, you know, someone to model <laughs> for the people. <laughs> oh, they were modeling, all right? <laughs> so, okay. I, I, I expressed how I thought about um, relationships and dating comrades and stuff going into everything. Um, did you guys ever think about dating your comrades before you did? Like, did you ever think about like, oh, maybe this would happen? Like, did it ever pass your mind or did you just so happen to fall into something and then it just was what it was? I was saying earlier in the episode that I wasn't dating comrades because I wasn't in the space to be dating at all. Mm-hmm. And as I moved out of that, like, I realized that uh, someone that I date has to be someone that like I can align with all my values yeah. so as a result like that's how like I got into dating a comrade mm-hmm. um because like because the belief system changed um I think though that had I been ready to date when I first got involved as a support person I still wouldn't have gotten involved with comrades in the beginning mm-hmm. um just because of uh, the the hardships of being a support person and knowing that like my ability to treat others could be affected if I have a like particular concern for an individual. Precisely, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of um, what I was saying. I've gotten over that though. Yeah. Um, like I, I I've, you know, because because <laughs> a new requirement for my comrades that I get involved with is that they can handle themselves. Yeah. Like that that's something that become, yeah. that's a new filter that I had. In the beginning them. it was like, okay, if you're a comrade, maybe we can get together. Uh and then it was like, oh, if you're a comrade, maybe I'll fall in love. And like slowly my standards have deteriorated. Yeah. Um You've set yourself new new boundaries. I, yeah. I, well my standards deteriorated before I built them back up again. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, okay, not gonna do this, not gonna do this, did all those things. Yeah. And now I'm like trying to be a bit more selective and saying like okay, if I'm going to get involved with you, one, you have to be a comrade, but two, I need to know your politics. And three, um, I, I need to know that if you are acting at high-risk mutual aid, yeah, you can handle yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a minimum requirement of, of mine as well. I, I need to know that not only can you handle yourself, but 
I, I need you to be able to handle everybody else too. Like not, yeah. not, not in the same way, well, but like, I need you to be your able homies. yeah, I need you to be able to do well under pressure. Yeah. Period. Not just for yourself, but also like, like, yes, get, if, if the table gets flipped at mutual aid, you know, <laughs> make sure that you can get yourself out, but also make sure that like everybody else is okay too, to the best of your ability. Yeah. So yeah. It's wild because this isn't related to like dating anyone at all. Like this isn't anybody that I was ever interested in. But I just remember one of the um, like leaders of an action that I had seen videos of online. Like they were like yelling, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing as like things were getting heated. And I'm just looking at the video and I'm just like, this is wild. Like, how can you be like a leader, quote unquote, of what's going on? And you're shouting like you don't know what you're doing. Like, I'm gonna let this siren. It's like really loud and annoying. But like, if you don't know what you're doing, then how does anyone else have confidence to follow you? Like. Why you're gonna not only it's it's one thing if you pull somebody aside and be like, yo, I don't know what the hell's going on, but you gonna scream it, shout, yep. No, it was wild, but like definitely I feel like a uh, good quality would definitely be able to or being able to like handle your own and for you to like not have to worry about that person if you know, like let's say because life happens, let's say you have to work or something and you can't go out uh to mutual aid and your partner's at that action, but you know, you want to make sure that they know to pack their goggles and they know to pack their hand sanitizer. Yeah, don't and, you. you know, things simple, you simple things you. like that. You, you can daddy me anytime you want. <laughs> I want mommy and daddy you, Dee Dee. Don't worry. <laughs> I got you. Mmm. Anyway. Right, so the Sorry, next thing yeah. we, we need to do is we need to get comrades to start writing literatica and we need to have a podcast of that. So <laughs> I'm just saying OnlyFans is missing us. Um, are we, what names are we publishing under? Daddy. <laughs> Everybody daddy? Everybody's daddy. Who's this written by? Daddy. <laughs> Some fed up nigga somewhere. <laughs> Comrade cock. <laughs> <laughs> comrade cock. I would never, I don't think I would ever read anything written by a comrade cock. Comrade puss in boots, and it's just a picture of a cat Ooh. and some steel toes. Okay, okay. Oh, yes. With a chain that has like a pussy on it. Yes. Okay. Comrade, comrade puss in boots. Oh, can it be like one of those ones that's what meant to look like um the Virgin Mary? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Um, okay, so Dee Dee answered, did you think about dating comrades? Like, did you have a thought? Were you just like <laughs> real niggas got questions? <laughs> real niggas need real answers. Her. <laughs> So unfortunately, I have dated comrades and just like plural. Hey, that shit was on the deal. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, and were they really comrades? comrades looking back? 
Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, and just like not being, I guess, like treated in the ways that like the bare minimum that I have for myself. Cause just coming from my background, like I grew up in a house where like I never had to ask for anything. Like my dad got me flowers and chocolates every Valentine's day. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's what I expect every valentine's day i expect something on my birthday i'm like, so happy you have that thank you <laughs> like yeah i'm like even though like me and my pop we didn't get along um up until i was like 20 um but even if we were like beefing around valentine's day like i still got flowers and chocolate um but shout out pop moesha yeah <laughs> that's you know something i can say you know that he did to kind of like I guess, give me the foundation of what I kind of like demand in a partner mm. and just, you know, simple things like that. Like if we're going out on a date, like I expect flowers. Um, if we're going out on a date, I don't expect to pay. And that's happened with two partners or not two partners, two people that I've gone out on dates with. Um, and like, and one pretty recently, like one within the past two weeks. And I was very surprised. We had gone out on our first date. Hey, don't say. Don't say. Hey, I don't mean to make you jealous. You didn't have time for me. So I, had to I will build time for you. Okay. Sure. Well. You let me know when you got time, Hayes, and we can go out on a date and I'll get you flowers and everything. You were actually supposed to take me to get my nails done, and uh, I think you didn't because you were, I think you were with different comfort When was this? I don't know, I was just trying to create <laughs> 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 Oh, I'm crying. Um, no, but continue, please. I'm curious. Um, no, it was just maybe like two weeks ago, I think, I had gone out with this guy and essentially i don't know what the fuck he said like when the bill came up but when the bill came up he had something to say and um he like mumbled something and i was kind of just like okay do you want to go have these on the bill and he was like yeah 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 let's do that and i'm just like i should have never fucking came out for somebody that asked me out on a date for, like, I still to this day do not know what the fuck he said referencing the bill. Like, I just know when the bill came out, he looked at it, said something to me. I did not feel like asking him to repeat himself because I'm just like, you're just going to disappoint me if I hear you say, what do you want to do and with this And then what bill? you did hear was just disappointing. <laughs> like, I was disappointed regardless, but I set the tone. You know? Exactly. I can at least set a boundary for how much disappointment. Have the standards that you developed as a result of your relationship with your, your father uh, also translated to potential relationships with femmes, or is that something that's only applied to masculine people? No, I want flowers from everyone. Hell yeah. Okay. I love the consistency. And then also, that. if you ask me out on a date, regardless of who you are, I expect you to pay. Gotcha. Yeah, period. That's yeah. a standard that, that I will set forever. My mom did the exact same thing. We grew up very poor and she was a single mother, but every single fucking Valentine's Day, I had a stuffed animal and some fucking chocolates. And she, she would always say, I'm doing this so that you know to never settle for somebody not treating you well like on, on this day. And you know, she treated me poorly every other day, but at least for that, right. that is something that like, yeah, if you ask me 
on a date, my mama taught me like, uh, uh, uh-uh. if you ask me out, you're going to pay. If I offer, that's different. Yeah. If I offer, but if you ask me out, you chose where we go, then you're taking care of all of that. Yeah. hundred percent. You set those standards and then th- those standards get set in childhood. And now that you've been dating comrades, now there are, d- are different standards and dating people in the midst of, um, our political ideals uh, forces us to evaluate a lot of shit about ourselves consistently. Constant reevaluation and fucking growth. Uh, so I love hearing that you guys have like broken down your fucking boundaries, built them back fucking up, like returned to your fucking roots, known your fucking worth amongst all the chaos that is dating the homies. Yeah, it's honestly just been like very how do you say like deterring um because the one date the first date that i had gone on was maybe like back in february i think and the second one was you know like i said just a couple weeks ago so i like had gone so much time without like doing dates you know um because i was like you know what first time around wasn't fucking worth it like this man had me like literally thinking that I was going to pay for a ticket to go to a comedy club. Like, I'm not paying for that ticket. I'm not. That's funny. I'm not paying for that ticket. Um, Especially for, like, if it's if it's an event that you don't express interest in. Like, it's not like you asked to go yeah, to this event. That's not the case at all. Like, I was invited. And then he's like, okay, can you send me money? No, I cannot. I'm busy now. Like, I'm not. No. I, I will say that, like, at least on my first date, um, typically I ask what their opinion is. I'm, I will always be ready to pick up the tab, um, I, especially if I'm the one picking the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do discuss that. I try to discuss that. And I think that that's important, too, because, like, if you're the one picking the place and I'm assuming that you've looked at the menu, you know, the prices of the things on the menu and you're prepared to pay for those prices. If you ask me out, you can't assume that I'm prepared to pay for those prices. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if that's the place that you're picking and I'm like, uh, I don't know, like if I'm yeah. paying, you can go to McDonald's, you right, know, right, like, right, right. um, I think it's important to have that discussion. If you don't plan on, you know, doing that when you're the person that asks someone They're else. also like really like, there are really great spots for high quality, affordable food in this city. Yeah. Like I think if people are, are like resorting to a place that's outside of like their ability to pay, first of all, it's it like blame the system for their inability to pay. Right. right. Like we should all have access to these things, but given the circumstances, th- there are many things that one can do if you put in the effort to find something that's more accessible. But I'm honestly not even opposed to free dates. You know what I mean? Like, I'm down to go to the park. I'm down to, you know, just go for a walk, you know? Like, I can go on free dates. And I've been on free dates. And Is your love language quality time? Yeah. Hell yeah. What's your love Mm -hmm. language? Uh, For uh, my my number one is quality time, yeah. Quality time. Wow. We are all quality timers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to live in your skin. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like just 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 be with me. <laughs> Please God. Like just sit. We can sit in silence. Like it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. Let's go fly a kite. Let's go stare at some water. Let's go for a hike. But please bring some wheat. But please bring some wheat. You know, oh if my you God. really want to get to know me, let's do some shrooms in the fucking woods. 
I think like one of my like worst relationships I was with this guy for like five years and I think one of the reasons I stayed with him so long is because he bought my weed and then like the relationship started to deteriorate like once he wasn't able to <laughs> and then you know it was just like a whole nother series of events that led to us breaking up eventually but like I definitely did realize the demise as soon as he was no longer able to buy my weed anymore. Like, <laughs> cue that fucking real, oh, Lord. Uh. <laughs> um, what would it take if you were, if you're with a comrade? Oh, fuck. All right, so I was gonna, I was gonna ask, like, what would it take for you guys to break up? But I guess that's kind of individual. Um, is there anything movement related that turns you off to comrades besides like not being able to take care of yourself? Uh, movement related, I think like not besides ego. Ego is, is my biggest <laughs> one. Ego and performativism. Ego is a big one. Um, but what what are your thoughts, Didi? Definitely how they treat other comrades. Yeah. And more importantly, how they interact with people that have less agency than they do. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, like, if I ever heard someone, like, refer to, like, our unhoused neighbors as, like, as homeless people, mm -hmm. I'm immediately not going to say no, but I'm going to dig in, like, why did you say that? Yeah. Is it just because you don't know, or is it because you're not, like, with the understanding? Right. Um, or if they, like, if I see them interacting in a way that's, like, antithetical to revolutionary beliefs and, and, and praxis, um, that that is going to be something that uh, is is an immediate hard no because what they how they think of themselves as a comrade is not what I require of my comrades. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Um, but I do want to give you a moment, like just to I guess like wrap up and say audios because I know you've got to go. Um, but is there anything else that you'd like to? say before you go when, when you brought me on the, the objective was to share my experience in the hope that it would uh advise someone that's considering dating a comrade mm -hmm. and i think i think that what i would say if i could be so arrogant as to give advice um it's that just like in a normal relationship Boundaries ha must be set, yeah. but because of the nature of revolutionary work, those boundaries have to be set in a revolutionary context if the relationship is going to work out. As someone that has failed in certain relationships and someone that has uh, had successful relationships that are that are no longer active or, or is current and currently in like a, a I would say like a very successful relationship, like setting boundaries in a revolutionary context mm -hmm. is something that I found to be of the utmost importance. Over. And what <laughs> what boundaries do you feel like are important to set? Like you mentioned the one, you know, how you speak about uh, like our unhoused comrades. Like what do you think are like other important boundaries for you specifically? Ability to handle oneself in a high risk mutual aid event. Um, I've never, you know, I've never laid it out. This is good. This is good. So, so ability to handle oneself in a high-risk mutual aid event and consistent displays of compassion mm. 
I think those are the two things that I need yeah. uh, as a baseline. If, if I don't see someone operating with compassion, it's never going to work out. Oh, and lastly, a relationship requirement that I have uh, in, outside of the revolutionary context, but mm -hmm. has been shaped by revolutionary context, is I need to learn from this person. Um, mm -hmm. I, I need this person like to, to continuously teach me things. Yeah. Um, not through their labor necessarily, but like I need to find things in you uh, which cause me to become a better revolutionary. Yeah. Just by yeah, existing, is... you're learning something. Just yes. by, by them being themselves. Yeah, I, I, it should never be a, a labor. It's, an, yeah. it's, an, it's a completely subconscious act of love. And, just and I feel like that kind of is quality time because you give me all this time to invest in learning something else. It's also it's mutual aid. It is mutual fucking aid. Ooh, mutual just, aid as well. With that, I appreciate the time. Thank you for bringing me on to the show. I appreciate you. Until next time. Didi, I'm going to impregnate you one day and I'm really looking forward to it. Do we want to keep that in the audio? Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> Didi out. <laughs> And we're back. So Hayes, we were just discussing with Dee Dee before they left, um, basically just like what their boundaries are when it comes to relationships. And so I guess I would ask like the same of you. So like, what are your boundaries? And that could be like with people that are in the movement, outside of the movement. Um, so this is, this is fun because I am learning my boundaries. Uh, I have, not really been good about putting them in place, but I'm the first person to get mad at my friends when they don't have the boundaries for themselves. Right. <laughs> um, but so far, as I'm getting to like learn this new version of myself, um, my boundaries, <sighs> I can't even fully think of them. Um, as a super empathetic person, um, people tend to gravitate towards me a lot when they need to unload things or when they need some form of healing. Yeah. I don't know exactly like how to put into words what that boundary is, but like if I feel like somebody is just coming to me solely for what I can do for them, the moment that I feel that I am done. Yeah. I am fully done. Um, I also, I have a pretty strong emotional threshold. I can, ha I can handle a lot, but once I need a break and you can't re respect that, I am done. And that's applicable to platonic, romantic, uh, personal work, everything. Like if you can't respect where I emotionally am at, then I, I can't do it. So I require a certain amount of emotional intelligence within my partner. Yeah. Um, I require you to do quite a bit of self work. I don't need you to come to, to the table fully formed, but I need you to come to, to the table knowing where you're at. Mm -hmm. Um, and like where you can build from there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's important to be able to have like introspection and be able to like look at yourself and be able to say like, okay, like, am I where I want to be? Okay. No, not particularly, but like, so what are you doing about it? Yeah. That's very important for me. And, um, to what Didi was saying, one of the boundaries that I've been able to set for myself in lieu of being part of this movement space with you all has been, um, if you can't handle yourself in a high risk situation, you might not be the, the one for me. I will carry you through a, a lot of things, but there are some things I need to know that you can handle on your own. Mm -hmm. And that goes for high risk mutual aids. That goes for 
um, being drunk out on U Street on a fucking Friday. Yeah. That goes for being pulled over in a predominantly white area. That goes for damn near everywhere. Um, so I guess truly my, my only two hard boundaries are uh, a healthy level of introspection. I don't need you to be complete, but I need you to know that you're not complete. Yeah. And um, emotional in- intelligence. Those are really, really, really important for me. Um, I also need a really dark sense of humor. That's like a clear boundary. Yeah. If, if you don't get my dark sense of humor, it, it's, it's not going to work. work, dude. <laughs> like, it's not going to work at all. Like, I had one guy recently, like, I've referenced myself. When I, I've recognized that I can, you know, cause harm and, like, do shitty things, you know? So, Ditto. You know, it's important to, like, recognize it and also just, you know, be able to, like, move past it and also in a way that, you know, uh, uh, replenishes and, you know, gives back to, like, the harms that, you know, you might have caused or that you have caused. And so one thing that I'll do often, like, if I recall something, like, a commitment that I might have had that I forgot about or just didn't hold up to. I might like say like, oh my God, I'm such a piece of shit. I completely forgot about, you know, X event happening. And there was one guy that I'll see him recently and he's like, oh, don't say that about yourself. And I'm like, I don't literally think I'm a piece of shit. Like <laughs> I'm trying to apologize here. Okay. Like, like, and it's like, you know, just like that, sense of humor thing you know what I'm saying like we just were not compatible there because I'm like yeah like I know I'm not a piece of shit like just in that moment I was acting like a piece of shit that response says far more about you than it says about me your inability to understand where like to understand that we're just we're just not compatible yeah it's not really like um a hierarchical thing at all we're just different and it's just not gonna work like at all not at all. And, you know, that's fine if you believe in, like, self-affirming words. Like, of course. Like, that's I mean, perfect. Like, but, like, so do I. But sometimes, like, I'm a piece of shit. And you're like, <laughs> I've been a piece of shit. Like, damn, this sucks. And, you know, eventually I'll get, get past that. But I feel like in the harm reduction aspect, me recognizing the fact that, like, maybe I shouldn't say this all the time reduces it a little bit. So, like, come up again. That's yeah. Fine. That that was just, like I said, just one instance where I was just like, Mm-mm, our humor doesn't match. So it we doesn't match. Our... It's really important when we're doing the kind of work that we're doing because sometimes with some dark shit, what will happen and the way that we process it, um, we need to process it however we see fit. And for many, many comrades that, that I've met um, across like the nation, a lot of us have really dark humor. Yeah. Mean Monday is a thing because we have dark humor. Um, so yeah, being able to, to healthily laugh um, about your traumas is important in this work. To healthily digest it in some way. And I think that humor and joy are really, really helpful ways to actually get that done. Yeah, we gotta laugh to keep from crying. You do. Because, <laughs> yeah, this, this work can be very stressful at times to say the least and yeah it's you know coming up on uh a little bit over a year um of just the the uprising in dc or like the uprisings across the 
country and across the world uh, that resulted from the murder of George Floyd. Um, and this was a lot of us, it was our first time like being in situations like high risk situations. Uh, I saw like videos online of groups getting, you know, pepper sprayed and, you know, things yeah. like that. And it was just like very intense. And I can imagine like in those moments, um, you know, you look to the other people that you came there with and you're just concerned for their well-being. You're um, just trying to make sure that they're okay because you love this person. So I cannot imagine like just going back to what you were saying about, you know, like having to worry about people because like yeah. I've worried about like my my child, like, you know, Mijo, like fucking yeah. um, Marshall Washington weekend. Like I could not find him. My child too. Like, I could not find her, and I was I was allegedly somewhat. I mean, like you know, in theory, if this was to happen, it's kind of <laughs> a blur. But like, I can only imagine me like hanging out of the side of a car door, driving around in circles, screaming her name, screaming her her name. So like, you know, just that kind of love, that kind yeah. of family love, is a lot. And I, big fucking props to people who healthily manage to date comrades because trying to maneuver that um, in this ever-changing space that we're in, uh, it can be, it, it, it must get so scary. Like, it's scary for me knowing y'all. Like, I tried to keep, to, I, I went down to protest alone and tried to keep to myself as much as possible. Yes. For a big, a big part was because I didn't want to get to know y'all and fucking love you. It was going to make it even harder. Yeah. Um, but also well, here you are, here I am. And I wouldn't change it for, for anything. Um, you know, there, there's so much going on all over the world, not just in DC, not just in America, but there's so many uprisings and revolutionary spaces, just like breathing life right now all over the world. And it's like beautiful. Making, it's beautiful and it's terrifying. And mm -hmm. it, it's the fall. We of... need love, dude. We need, we, we need love. So like, whether you, whether people are like dating their comrades consciously and like making that decision or unconsciously, or whether you like me make the decision not to do that at all, um, being, being open to that is so important. So, so, so important. The world is fucking scary. The world is fucking terrifying right now. Yeah. But I think that, you know, it's, it's important to recognize like, as we were discussing earlier, just like what your boundaries are, if you were to be interested in dating comrades, like to discuss just what your boundaries are um, and how to like navigate the space like together. Um, Cause, and that's also like important, it, like depending on what type of relationship y'all are gonna have, right? Cause yeah. I know like a lot of people in the activist space um, don't really follow like the uh, monogamy um, like tradition or whatever. Um, but a lot of the people in the activist space, like if they are dating or poly. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, important to also like discuss those boundaries. Um, Absolutely. Because I, you know, as you're imagining a new world politically, you also are imagining one personally. Absolutely. And you need to be able to have those conversations with your comrades absolutely you need to be able to have those conversations with yourself <laughs> i was telling pipes um last summer i dated like two guys at the same time didn't tell either of them and like of course like 
well, like one of them, my bad. I'm not going to say I didn't tell either of them. One of them knew, but like, was just like, whatever. And the other one like didn't know, but like knew in his heart, you know? And, um, essentially he, we ended up like just not being together for a plethora of reasons, but like the guy that like knew in his heart, I ended up uh, like reaching out to him within like the past like month or so because it was just like weighing so much on my heart that I was like you know yeah. legit like I would ask this man to like drop me off at the other guy's house. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Did you tell him it was one of your homegirls, or was it like a family member? No, like I just told him it was the comrade house. You did not lie. Damn. So it was, but yeah. I was being deceitful. So I did apologize to him for it. And like, we had a decent conversation about it. And like, we're decent homies now. Um, we're like decent homies now. Um, but I think, you know, just going back to the point of like being able to have those conversations, like if you are interested in having like a non-monogamous relationship, um, it's important to have those conversations and to not like cheat on your partner because that's what you're doing if y'all don't exactly have that conversation. <laughs> yeah. It, it doesn't go away because of the space doesn't go away because of the times it's still very much cheating. It's still very much wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Communication, honest and open, healthy communication um, is key when dating people in this highly emotional space. It's a lot of emotional turbulence. Over communicate, over communicate, better communicate. It, just makes stuff so much easier as I've seen unfold around me. Yeah, communication is fucking key. Principle or basic principle. Sexy, honestly. Communication, honestly, I'm not gonna say what it does to me, but it does something. It it's it's kinda up there. It's pretty <laughs> top tier. It's pretty fucking top tier. I see. I hear communication and like panties drop. Panty dropper. That's it. To key a car. <laughs> like let's go. Yes, talk to me about your boundaries. Tell me your fucking traumas. Tell me how we align and how we don't. Tell me how you're trying to make yourself better. Oof. But primarily, when's your birthday and where were you born? <laughs> what time were you born? <laughs> I mean, ideally, I've already secured that information before the first date, but like... Just yeah. in case. Just in um, case. Like, yeah, I'm listening, uh-huh, pulling up your fucking chart. I'm going to have the astrology. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many siblings? Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> What's your middle name? Heard. <laughs> Not about the search thing. Record. <laughs> no, yeah, search Numerology report. Yeah, also search search the record. Invest in a Sophia account. Invest in, in some kind of account. Especially when it comes to dating comrades, because not every comrade is a comrade. Some people be having some wild histories. Wild histories that you would not know. So, yeah, it's, I think it's important. Like, of course you want to like be trusting of your partner, but we have known these people for less than a year, generally. I'm saying. I'm saying. So, yeah, that's like, I think just like a, a pro tip for dating in general, but like, yeah, just do a little bit of research. Um, just, just something slight. But, like, comrade-specific, is there anything, like, let's say, 
tomorrow someone walked in and they were just your type like perfect fucking you know face perfect build perfect height all that shit they were just your type <laughs> but what qualities would this person have to have for you to be like mm, i might consider dating you question wow um, the first word that pops into mind is compassion. I need to be able to tell that you are a compassionate person off break. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very much an energetic person. So if I feel warm and calm near you, that's, that's up there. But compassion, um, yeah, warmth in general, intelligence, quick wit, um, somebody funny. Oh my God, I love funny, awkward, quirky people. Oh my goodness. Um, laid back. If you're, if they're smoking, I'm sold. <laughs> At the very first time I see you're smoking and you're sitting there and you're just like vibing and chilling and speaking some, some real shit or just overall being a compassionate, passionate, um, emotionally intelligent person. That's my, that's going to be what does it for me. If I'm able to listen to you speak throughout the day at mutual aid or whatever, and you're intelligent, but you're also down to earth, you're not classist, you're just a, a well-rounded comrade. I've got very high expectations. Yeah, I mean... But I, I also feel like they're really basic, too. I concur. Yeah, I feel they're like, like super basic. With um, the kind of comrade that I'd like in my life. Yeah, you know? And I get that a lot platonically. It's not like that's a bad thing, but we just haven't gotten to that whole, like... Little butterfly in my tummy feeling. Right. My the work was Well, we'll see. I told Pipes we could check in in January 2022. Yeah, that sounds fun. So, I love that. Yeah, yes, maybe we'll check in. Not a reunion episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, hopefully it's, like, not hella dramatic like the other, like, reunion episodes. Like, the first, the, like... Whenever I think of like reunion shows, I always think of the Flavor of Love oh, reunions. God. Quality trash TV. Like <laughs> quality trash TV right there, my friend. Oh my goodness. So hopefully it's nothing like that. It'll um, be amazing. It'll be amazing. And there will be tea. There will be new tea and we love a fresh pot. So I'm excited. We love a fresh pot. I'll get some I'll get some fresh tea right around Christmas time. Perfect. We're gonna have a, a fresh pot and some fresh pot and it'll be perfect. Wow. <laughs> what a way to what a way to end things. Um if you haven't been smoking throughout all of this, please go ahead and smoke some now as we're wrapping up. Um we're gonna get sorry, you just said it. It was so good. So <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're gonna get a pot and get a pot. That's not what you said. Though. Get a pot, and get some pot. There we go. There you go. There you go. We're gonna get a pot and get some pot. Um, all right, comrade, bestie, homies. Um, this has been the big date. Do you have any closing words? Date consciously. Have fun. Take that leap. Fuck it. Why not? Wow. Let's Take the it. leap. Take the leap, bro. Oh, okay. Good luck, y'all. Let me know if you're taking the leap. Um, <laughs> shoot me an email if you'd like. It's baketakepod at gmail.com. Yes, there's an email. You can also, please don't DM me on Instagram or Twitter, um, at baketakepod on either. And 
until the next time until next time oh my gosh send us your comrade dating stories anonymously oh my god yeah send us (laughs) anonymous dating stories oh my god we'll do a part four we can do a part four yeah 3.5 and then the reunion will be perfect and we can read them together yes yes okay Okay. so (laughs) Hayes and I are gonna do 3.5 and we're gonna read all of like your comrade dating stories um it's been decided so send them in at uh, baittakepod at gmail.com. <laughs> Too high there, you can't even remember your email. <laughs> but that's it. But that's it. We're good. <laughs> good job, yeah. Steve. That we're was good. a good thought. That was good. Yeah. Okay. We should do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Audio. <laughs> <laughs>